All righty, here we go. <clears throat> Good morning. It's January 24th, 2023, a Tuesday morning. And right now it's 7.30 a.m. where I'm at, which means that I'm up at the time I prefer today instead of crazy late like I was yesterday. Yep, last night I uh, went to bed at 11 instead of after midnight. Uh, was still playing Zelda, but I was like, all right, 11 o'clock, time to go. And then this morning I did set an alarm for 6, but didn't really get out of bed till 6.30 but hey, that's better than nine o'clock, right? Uh, at least since my goal is that. So that's one thing I'm learning in my m mindset stuff and something Nicole's tried to teach me forever is like, there's it's not everything is right and wrong. Not everything is worse and better. It really depends on what's your goal, right? So for some... Uh, getting up at nine is better than getting up at six because their goal is to get more sleep and they don't have a need to get up at 6 a.m. Um, and so, but for me, my goal, I do want to get up at 6 a.m. And the main reason for that is that it gives me, you know, a couple hours in the morning to myself. You know, I can do my morning routine uninterrupted and I'm not taking time away from Nicole or anyone else. And so for me, getting up at later, or getting up earlier is better for the goals that I have. And so that's something that I'm I'm learning to recognize that everyone has different goals. Everyone has different, you know, purposes of what they're trying to accomplish. And so we all make choices that are moving us closer to that goal or not. It's not necessarily right and wrong, better or worse. Um, although there are definitely things that are right and wrong. Yeah, I'm not saying there's no such thing as right and wrong, but not every little choice that we make <clears throat> has a right and wrong connotation to it. So I'm saying on like this moral absolute scale, you know, a lot of it's just relative. What are you trying to accomplish? What's what's going to be better for you and for other people around you uh, to promote love and harmony and things like that? So anyhow, um, little reflection there. Uh, yesterday was a pretty good day. Um, nothing super eventful. We, the kids had trail life and the uh, that evening, and it was fun for them. And this weekend, coming on about Friday, uh, they're having a lock-in. The boys are, which I need to update that in the uh, calendar. It's not just Dylan. It's the boys having a lock-in. They're, they're going to have a lot of fun. They're going to have like a Nerf. Nerf gun war and pizza and snacks and there's a magician coming and stuff. So it sounds like fun. And that's this Friday. So that should be fun. I had to get them some safety glasses because I guess when they have Nerf wars and also future things they're going to be doing, they got to have safety glasses. And I think Dylan's age group is actually going to be doing some training on shooting guns because I think that's coming up next month as they want to go to a gun range. So that's cool. Yeah. So that was yesterday. And then uh, to, oh, I had lunch with Isaac. You know, so I'm looking at my calendar because, like, again, I don't have always the best memory, especially I'm sitting here just trying to think of what to say. Yeah, I had lunch with Isaac and that was that was fun. You know, Isaac's seven. And I got I remember that when I first started to try to do this was when Dylan was seven. 
So Dylan was maybe six or seven. He's my first. Didn't know any better. And I just kind of, I don't know, I had this dream, this hope, this expectation that I'd take my seven-year-old out to IHOP and he'd have pancakes and we'd have some kind of deep, meaningful conversation. And it totally didn't happen. <laughs> and, um, you know, now, years later, with more kids under my belt, so to speak, I don't have that expectation. And I'm able to just to enjoy, you know, Isaac's little, he's talking about he wants to be a ninja when he grows up and he wants to sell things like, uh, what did he say, ice cream and something else but he's not sure which state he wants to live it just it's, it's all this random stuff that he's that he's thinking of and in the the previous me with my firstborn at that age i would have been like trying to coach and correct him on his career choices <laughs> you know like well being a ninja this is that and the other thing and like if you're gonna sell stuff blah, blah, blah. it's like i recognize now that it's just not going to happen with a seven-year-old. Like they have their, they have a totally different world than I have. Right. And so he's just, a, he's just figuring things out for himself and we're just spending time together. And I'm, uh, I can just enjoy entertaining his, you know, uh, childlike ideas. And then during our lunch, he spends half the time over in the, the, uh, Chick-fil-A playroom. While I sit there and wait. And you know what? That's a super enjoyable experience for him. And that's that's what I'm really trying to learn with my kiddos. And I didn't do so well early on. Um, is that, you know, it's it's mostly important that they enjoy it. Now, it's ha- it does have to be something that I don't hate. Like, I'm still not doing Minecraft. <clears throat> but if it's something that I don't have to, like, work too hard at. And they can be super in- enjoy it. And that they have those memories of times they enjoy with me that will have payoff dividends later in life. That's kind of the, the theory there. <clears throat> and I'm hoping that as I continue to do these lunches with daddy, it's a guaranteed one-on-one time with dad. And right now at their age, they're young. They probably don't have any deep things to talk about, but later they might when they're teenagers, when they're older teenagers and when they're 17 you know, and we're still doing lunch with daddy. And now we're having more adult conversations and it's, and it's going to become a, a regular and they know they have that space. And so that's, that's really the goal there is to have that one on a guaranteed one-on-one time with each child, um, on a rotation. And so right now it's, it's your turn every fifth week because five of you are doing it soon. It'll be six. And so eh, every six weeks is not a bad frequency kind of thinking I might want to do more frequent than that but it might not be necessary I don't know we'll see don't have to decide right now but anyhow so yeah that's that was yesterday lunch with Isaac he is a fun little kid I enjoy him and then uh yeah so today I got a little bit of a busy day today today Nicole's got some physical therapy she's working on her uh her uh, abdomen and floor, you know, down there. I mean, all those babies she's pushed out. Um, she's got some little bit of work to do to get that back in order. Um, and then uh, this afternoon we got marriage coaching. That's right. Uh, I love our marriage coach. And uh, I'd say, you know, she, I really credit her. Her name's Sarah. We've been with her for 
six months ish, something like that. And um, just I've had therapists before or counselors who all they do is they just never really push you. Well, this girl, Sarah, she just she's a great coach. She asks very good questions and then offers challenges, offers advice, offers coaching, not just let me listen to your problems kind of thing. And so it's been very helpful to be able to have that third party, especially early on when I was in a very different frame of mind. So now we're, we're really in a good spot and um, oh, we might not need the coaching super much longer, at least for this season. And that's the thing you don't need coach. You don't necessarily need to have a, a coach. A coach gets you past a stuck point. Once you're past that stuck point, you might need a different coach or you just don't need a coach for a little while. And then you get to a stuck point again, why not you need the coach? And so that's kind of the way it rolls. And so, um, yeah, I don't know how much more we're going to need. I guess I'll test Nicole how she feels about it, but I feel like we're in a pretty good spot now. And then uh, next, uh, this evening, I have a, a Communities on Mission uh, meeting. And that is, so I do this missional community thing where I am a missionary to my neighborhood and we do block parties and try to lead people to Christ in the very slow relational way. Um, and I'm part of a cohort of others in the area trying to do that. And it just started last month. And so this is like our second meeting and I'm not sure what we're going to talk about, but um, kind of trying to make some new friends who are in that, um, not business, but in that uh, kind of missional idea and learn from each other and work together and things like that. So that is tonight. And then uh, after that, I'm sure will be some more Zelda. Now I did sign up. I'm I probably not going to go since it's at the same time as our marriage coaching. Actually, I signed up for this unshakable thing with Tony Robbins <laughs> on Facebook. I saw an ad and it was free, so I didn't pay anything. Um, but it's like this four day challenge I'm sure they're going to be selling co coaching packages and stuff in that. But I was just curious because um, that's kind of the space that I've ventured into as of late um, with Cliff Ravenscraft. You know, a lot of his influence is, and not Cliff, uh, Russell Brunson is the one I keep hearing about Tony Robbins. Russell Brunson, I think, anyway. No, it's it's Cliff Ravenscraft because... Uh, Cliff Ravenscraft is the mindset answer man and Tony and it's all about like having your best life and mind, you know, fixing your limiting beliefs and all that. And he got a lot of stuff from Tony Robbins because that's the same thing. Same thing. Tony Robbins does the main thing that he does and other guys like that. Other people is that just help you get past your roadblocks in your mind. You know, basically that's, that's what it is. It's coaching to get past limiting beliefs, all these things that are, um, uh, they're hanging on from like your childhood and stuff like that. And, you know, it's the stuff that holds you back um, from accomplishing what you want to accomplish and seeing that, you know, you, you, you really are created in God's image. And we as human beings have a whole lot more ability to create our own environment and our future than we give ourselves credit for. 
And that's not to say that we're our own gods and we can like manifest and speak into the universe and all that kind of stuff. It's just a recognizing, you know, Jesus said, if you say to this mountain over there, move, it, it'll move. And anything you ask in my name will be given you. It's like, we, why do we shy away from those things? Um, and so just really kind of seeing that stuff in a different light where uh, I don't have to sit around and wait. Is really, really what my previous, I guess, theology and pract my practical way of practicing my faith was like, I cannot, I just have to wait for God to do what he's going to do, and then I'll come along. And instead of recognizing that, you know, I have a desire in my heart that maybe, why not chase these things? And, uh, you know, and, and, and God... Yeah, it doesn't say just, you know, ask anything. He says, ask anything in my name and it'll be given to you. It doesn't say sit around and wait for me to tell you what you want, <laughs> you know? And um, so why not ask? Why not pursue dreams and things like that? And so um, it's something I'm learning and it's a bit uncomfortable because of just my previous beliefs and way of thinking about that. And it's certainly not in the vein of like telling God what to do. Like, it's not that. It's just actually living within the faith and uh, privilege that it is to be a child of God. And uh, I'm learning what that means, you know, as a father. Because even how I see my children has been erroneous. And because my view of God was erroneous, my view of God was that he was mad at me and wanted me to be obedient and not mess up and, and all those things. And because that's how I approached my children or you know or i approached my children because that's how i felt about god or you know, for whatever reason i don't know why but i've i've been learning so much more that he's as a loving god and he forgives our sins before we even commit them and and he's merciful and gracious and he just wants great things for us and he has a great plans in the future for us and he wants to use us to impact the world and he delights in us being fully human and and taking advantage of the blessings and, and gifts and um, power that he offers us. So, yeah. <clears throat> so, learning all that, and it's having great effects on my parenting as well. So, anyhow, that's a bit of rambling about mindset stuff. And so, yeah, that's on today. Dinner's spaghetti. Yay. Yeah, that's one thing I've definitely been, like not enjoying lately is planning dinners kind of burnt out on it and uh but it's part of the job you know you gotta plan the dinners kind of wanting to look into is there like a, a private chef we could hire probably but we're not that rich yet yet <laughs> maybe someday but anywho that's probably enough uh rambling for this Tuesday morning edition of the Life Less Traveled. Thanks for listening.